Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Coffee with Innovate Finance, where we speak with experts across industry on the future of financial services and fintech. I'm Janine Hurt, Chief Operating Officer at Innovate Finance, and I'm so excited to have today with me Magdalena Krohn, RISE Global Fintech Platform Director at Barclays. Magda, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Now, Magda, you have a really interesting background. I know you've been at Barclays uh, for more than half a decade. And before that, you spent several years as head of operations and investment manager at Capitalist and the London Co-Investment Fund, where you consulted more than 300 startups on early stage business strategy. So you've really seen the startup and the ecosystem uh, from all different layers and all different areas. I would love to hear a little bit more about your current role and responsibilities at Barclays and Rise and what excites you most about your work there. Sure, yeah, with, with pleasure. So, well, when you put it half a decade at Barclays, yeah, I've, just, I've been at Barclays just over five years. And I think first thing to notice was, uh, where to note is that I never thought that I was gonna work for a, for a big bank. Like I did not go into working in the financial industry, um, but ended up there because of my, my work with um, the, the kind of tech startup scene um, in London and, and and having a real interest and passion for entrepreneurship uh, and technology. So in my current role, uh, my responsibilities are to build the strategy um, for engagement with the fintech ecosystem and promote innovation opportunities and connections within the bank uh, for Barclays. So, and our vehicle to do this is our RISE platform, which, I'm, which I head up. So RISE is a global community with physical locations in London, New York, and Mumbai. We bring together, we say we bring together the world's top innovators and entrepreneurs uh, to create the future of financial services. So it's really about creating that ecosystem and a network that, that, that is looking into what's coming next. Um, so the, the mission for RISE is to connect technology, talent, and trends from across our, our, our network uh, to accelerate innovation and growth in financial services. Um, and this is actually really what I love to do. Um, like you said, prior uh, to Rise, I worked uh, in the London startup ecosystem scene. So I've been both a founder myself. I worked on supporting uh, with Capital List and Capital Enterprise. I worked on supporting early stage companies to raise seed investment. Um, and I've also kind of been very involved in, in the women in tech community, as I'm also one of the founder of Geekal Meetup UK. Um, but really what excites me uh, is working with entrepreneurs. And they're so passionate and that I can be a part of their journey and help them grow. And, and I think I, in my previous role, I did that in terms of providing support for investment and actually thinking about how do you build an early stage startup. With my role in Barclays now, it's all about how do you connect a, a startup slash scale up into a large corporate and how do you sell into a large corporate and how do you build those, the, those partnerships. And that's really what I love to do. And when I, when, when I see successful results of this, it, it's where I get the real, um, yeah, the real benefit. 
Magda, I really want to build on this piece of partnerships that you referenced in a minute, but I'm also curious in your five years at Barclays, how have you seen the fintech ecosystem change? And maybe what are the differences that you see between fintechs and other tech communities as well? Mm. Um, yeah, so the fin there's definitely been a big shift uh, in the fintech ecosystem. I think when I came in uh, just over five years ago, it was the whole uh, fintechs against banks <laughs> and the, the, them really competing against each other and the fintechs trying to take over the industry. And, and we all know that this has really changed into more of a, a partnership um, kind of a partnership approach today. Um, so I think that's one of the, the, the most kind of prominent changes that we've seen. Um, I also think from a bank's perspective, if, I, if, I'll, if I'll speak, um, just kind of reflecting on Barclays and, and what, what I've, the change that I've seen there is that it's really been a it's a really real shift in mindset uh, where it's not just one or two people from the senior leadership team that's interested in fintech and and the potential and the opportunities that it brings it's actually the whole ex like the whole of exco now um and it's like it it fizzles down in the organization as well in a in a completely different way doesn't mean that like we're perfect in building partnerships and working with the fintech ecosystem but it really it really does create this shift and change in in the way we're we're approaching things um so that's that's quite quite ex exciting um i think when it comes to when it comes to you asked me for the difference between fintechs and tech startups um oh it's it's maybe more more difficult um very very widely i would i would probably say that in fintech what you see now is more of a broader um focus on uh b2b rather than b2c like it's and this is a shift that we've seen in the last few years that companies are going from well there's not as many consumer facing fintech products as it is fintech products who are actually going in to see if they can sell a consumer facing product to a bank who then can sell it to their, their customer base um, and i think it's a testament to like the competitiveness and the the type of industry that we're operating in where there's a lot of trust needed consumers are not just jumping on any kind of financial um, um, like fintech solution because they really want to understand if, if it has anything to do with their money uh, they really want to understand where that goes it might change now a little bit with open banking evolving open banking is kind of taking a long a long time to get to a place um, where the technology is kind of robust and solid enough for fintechs to work with um, and i think it's not quite there yet but it could definitely ch change and will shift um, that kind of B2B focus maybe back into a B2B2C focus again. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. 
it's really interesting, Magda. I mean, we've seen something similar in Innovate Finance because we launched about six years ago. Uh, and at that point, the majority of our fintech members were B2C. And that has shifted substantially um, because the majority of ours now are, are on the B2B end as well, obviously with some very strong players in B2C market. But it is, it is a shift and it will be interesting to see where open banking takes us going forward too. I want to dive back into the partnerships piece because from where you sit, you've seen a lot of both successful and not successful startups approaching the large institutions. So are, is there any advice that you have for startups out there or are there any specific characteristics that you see of those startups that tend to be more successful when they're forging institutional partnerships? Yeah, I think this is an interesting question and there's definitely some, some key successful um, examples that I could that I could go into but if I'm going to speak about it more generally um, the real characteristics of the, of the successful startups that I've seen comes down to the team and the founders um, a lot of time I think one aspect is that the team teams or, or startups or scale-ups who have enterprise or corporate experience uh, from the founders or uh, maybe their board, etc., they tend to do a little bit better when it comes to forming those partnerships. Because navigating a big bank and navigating um, a large corporate is, is tough. And there's the, the amount of resources that a large institution has compared to, to a startup is just, it's not even comparable. So just coming in with, with that experience and understanding of that process really, really has a, has a huge impact. Um, and I think it takes, it takes a lot of perseverance. And, and this is actually, perseverance is a word that I always talk about in entrepreneurship. Any entrepreneur who's successful, they know how to persevere. Um, it's kind of the key thing to, to make a, a business grow. And, and the same comes to a B2B sales process. Like you have to persevere and you have to be prepared to maybe pitch to a hundred people within a large organization um, before you actually get to that person that can make the decision or that you can actually start selling to. So, um, and it's about being, being kind of, understanding that process a little bit um, and then i think yeah the ability to attract the companies who are ability, able to attract talent um, that again has some experience with enterprise sales etc um, i'm very focused on, on the b2b now i think because of where i come from with barclays but but it's definitely on the on the partnership side it's definitely helpful what we've seen with with rise that companies that we've had in our spaces who who have been connecting with barclays team who are also in our space um that that helps hugely um to bring partnerships forward so this idea of like creating a cluster of of both i guess corporate people and and startups and entrepreneurs it does really have an impact on on building partnerships and 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 moving them along because you you have to go into a, a a strong relationship and you have to be able to continuously build on that as well. That's some great advice, Magda. I really like the piece about the sort of strong relationship and also the perseverance as well. It's great. 
So what are the verticals in FinTech that you find most interesting right now and where you see some real opportunity? Ooh, um, it's always a it's always an interesting question because I look at it I look at the industry quite broadly all the time and try to really have a um, I guess I guess a helicopter view of 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 things and the trends that are going on. Um, currently, my partner is working on a fintech um, solution in the credit space. So I guess I'm quite I'm quite invested in that because I listen to a lot of what he's what he's talking about. And also, if you look at some of what's happened with COVID, um, credit and the challenges around like managing like finances in the future will will be essential and a lot of both from kind of like a a business perspective but also from an individual and consumer a consumer perspective so i guess that's an area that just because of my home situation um, um is quite prominent but then also open banking like it's exciting with where we can go with that and i i i'm just kind of hoping that that like the technology can can progress a little bit and and get to a stage where we can really do some some rapid um, experimentation and innovate like really create those innovative products that you can with with the connectivity that open banking technology provides so that's that excites me too so, so let's stick with this theme of progression a bit. What, what do you think financial services will look like in five years time or even 10 years time? Um, it's a good question. It's, it's, first of all, like financial industry is so broad. You can look at everything from kind of retail to investment banking to wholesale, uh, wholesale banking. Um, but I would, yeah, it's definitely... And I think this has been the trend for a few years, and I don't think we're quite quite there yet, but it will be technology-driven to a much further extent, especially if we look at our investment bank, which is still kind of relationship, et cetera. But we have to start thinking about our investment bank just like we would think about our consumer bank, um, because essentially those people are getting used to just using their phones for for simple things. So how do we how do we um, kind of how do we provide new propositions into um, into the hands of these these people and so so more even more technology driven um, more automation and uh, and more like smarter technology maybe we'll get to a point where we just we just we can actually get proper advice and proper financial direction from from our apps like I think we're not quite there yet. We have some, there's some clever insights that can be provided, but can we actually engage with our finances in a completely different way? So that's where I hope that we get in, in, in a few years. Um, and I also think from a bank's perspective, a bank, bank's talent pool will look, will look completely different. And being a banker will not be about um, being on the phone and screaming, show, show me the money will be about okay how can we how can we build technology products for our for our for our uh, customers and end users instead great 
So in that vein, is there anything on the horizon for Barclays specifically that we should be excited about or aware about? Um, there's always exciting things <laughs> going on. Um, well, because I'm in the innovation space, like obviously a lot of what I focus on is the, the different innovation initiatives and programs that we're, that we're running. And I think we're, we're just finding new ways to engage entrepreneurs in everything that we do. And from Barclays perspective, we've always been an innovative bank, like we're over 330 years old. Um, we've done, like we come up with some great uh, innovations over, over those, those years. And we have to continue doing that um, in the years to come to be able to stay competitive. Um, and I hope that we will see a lot more partnerships and a lot more kind of taking a taking a kind of thought leadership position on creating those partnerships and not just thinking about building everything from within but we're still working on that from from kind of a, a, um, an innovation team pers perspective right so changing topic slightly, um, because of your role at RISE and obviously your, your background experience, you have quite an international perspective to bring to the table. And you probably know Innovate Finance right now is serving as co-secretariat for the FinTech Strategic Review. And a big part of this is looking at the international competitiveness of the UK more broadly as a market for, for FinTech and financial innovation. I would be quite curious to hear from you about how you think the UK and also London specifically uh, compares as a fintech hub to other global hubs and maybe what are our strengths and what are our weaknesses here? Yeah, um, of course. Um, I think there, there's a few different points there. Um, first of all, we are definitely uh, the financial hub. <laughs> I'm going to have to fly. Uh, I'm going to have to wave that flag. Um, but I th and I think one of the strengths that, that we do have is our regulator and the way they actually look at innovation and thinking about how do we, how do we, how do we think about the future and how do we drive that future? Um, and how do we help businesses kind of change that future? Um, so and I think that's quite unique and we've seen that across the world as well, that people are copying what, what the UK is doing. They want to do partnerships. They want to, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of inspirations that have been taken from, from that approach. Um, and I think that is necessary as well as if the regulators on board, if the senior leaderships in banks and financial institutions are on board, which, which they are because, um, because they've seen the, the difference that, that kind of FinTech has done in the ecosystem. Um, I also think that one of the strengths for London is the amount of successes that we have had with FinTechs. And if we look at how they've been, been driving change in, in UK as a country, um, and then that's been used as example elsewhere. So if you just look at the challenger banks um, who are quite, prominent and, and, and are doing a lot of things uh, differently and delivering products differently, that's, that's been recognized, uh, recognized globally. And there's a lot of other, other parts of the world who don't have that type of innovation because they, they simply lack the, the infrastructure already. But 
solutions like the kind of tech, the, the, the digital first banks, taking them to India, for example, is would would be kind of a natural natural step um, and and create a lot of opportunities. So and then lastly I'll, I'll just mention what I think is that we have we do attract talent um, and people that are kind of very driven and are looking to change things. And I think that's one of the key reasons why we have been successful and we have quite a few good examples of fintechs who have who have scaled their propositions in the UK and beyond UK as well. Great. Thanks, Magda. A glowing, glowing recommendation for London and wider UK. So good. Um, just finally, you know, we talk a lot here at Innovate Finance about diversity. And we really strive to shine a light on those women and females in the space that are very much leading the way in financial technology and fintech. So I would be interested to hear from you. I mean, have you faced any key challenges in your own personal career or what do you consider to be some of the, the obstacles right now for ascension of women in financial services? Hmm. One of the things I feel very fortunate about is that I've been very lucky in my career. Like I have, I wouldn't say that I've not had any challenges to overcome, but I, I've been lucky enough to have really good people around me and people who's sponsored me and promoted me to help me progress my career. Um, and that's really key. And one of the things that I would, would encourage anyone out there to be, to be a champion for others um, when you can, and if you're in that position, um, because that's where I, where I feel very lucky. Um, I think some of the challenges that, that I faced have just been kind of personal challenges of, yeah, the, the, the usual kind of like insecurity and um, questioning yourself and just knowing whether, whether you're making the right decision, etc. cetera. Um, but, but I think those are, those are things that everyone, everyone's facing. And my approach to kind of deal with that is to, and this was actually an advice I was getting from, um, uh, um, one of my old bosses was to have a, a board of advisors. So as you have mentors, um, you, you obviously have one person that you go to, but when it comes to your, your career and your, um, and your career, both personal, professional, and kind of how you want to progress you and problems that you're facing, you might need different inputs. So, Having a board of advisors of people that you can go and uh, ask and help and for help and support is really really key. Um, and you know that you can go to different people for different things. And um, I think for women especially, it's really important that we don't think that we have to do it ourselves. We can ask for help, and we should ask to be championed as well. Um, and when we when we're not championed, and when we're find, finding really difficult to to progress or to to kind of take that next step in our career or move into a direction that we want to really be brave and kind of investigate why is that and what is the change that I have to do because it comes down to yourself at the end of the day um, and sometimes hard decisions have to be made and um, 
and how you make those and how you address the kind of challenges that comes with these with these decisions is just really important but essentially i i have the belief also that everything happens for a reason so um you can you can you can work out anything into your advantage if you if you put your mind to it I love that, Magda. That's fab. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. I think those are words words to live by. I actually would say, Magda, that's a perfect note for us to end the podcast on. Um, some great advice for everyone out there. So a huge thank you to you for joining us today. And thank you very much for listeners for tuning in to Coffee with Innovate Finance. Please look out for our upcoming episodes. And in the meantime, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn or check out our website, innovatefinance.com for more on our events and programs. So until next time, stay safe and stay well. Bye-bye.